Hi, welcome to Repatterning. I am Kata. And I'm Tom. Uh, in this talk, we'll be talking with Daphne narvaez Belfein. Daphne is a Berlin-based film and video artist who also teaches and researches historical and contemporary media aesthetics. We'll be talking with Daphne about patterns and passersby, archives and digging, centers and peripheries, and being a cultural worker. Here we go. Hi, Kata. Hi, Tom. Hello there. Um, so in our little pre-chat that we do before these conversations, you mentioned that um, when you when we um, proposed this repatterning topic, you actually did some reflection about your life and you had some thoughts on uh, events in your life that you could connect to this idea of repatterning. Can you tell us about those? Um, yeah, I I think there were two lines. Um, first of all, uh, what I think is amazing is, um, and I thank you for the invitation, is this, this um, creating spaces for reflection, no? Because you, sometimes one is thinking that creates these spaces, but then it's inside this ball of um, succession of events and there's not really these spaces or not as much as I wish. Mm. And and that was a great excuse to try to think a bit, you know. Like a, an excuse to slow down and think about yourself for a second. It, that's way too much. <laughs> 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 to slow down and, and dare to have some view mm. yeah. slowly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do therapy every week anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not really working. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but a bit deeper, you know, to 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 just grab a concept or or something that people that you uh, are interested on their thoughts are bringing, and that's why I say thank you, you know, because then it comes this feedback of, um, yeah, just very concrete reflecting on a matter, you no, know? mm. and. And that was great of, of trying to think, okay, if they're bringing this idea of repatterning, what is that? Mm. You know, and what, how that um, spiegelt, how that um, reflects, but it's not just reflect, how it rebounds mm. on, on me. Very, very basic on me, me before, me now. And, and then direct, I want to think, okay, if, if there's a repatterning, this that, that I told you before, no? Okay, what's the pattern? Mm. And this this for me was also like this, mm. the dialectic between if there are these possibilities of repatterning, thinking of the possibility of, means perhaps uh, the break on the f bestimmt, um, oh my God, the German, of <laughs> specific, specific patterns. Yeah. And this was something that I was trying to um, reflect a bit uh which which i find difficult no because we think we are repatterning or redefining a lot of things constantly but uh, at the end I, i feel it's it's much harder no and there's a lot that it's so hard and patterned and mm. fixed um but then i think i i wrote that um 
that nevertheless I felt I was um, in constant repatterning somehow. Mm. Mm. You know, um, in regard of um, like a view backwards, I I ask myself the question because you were mentioning or you mentioned in the beautiful chapter number zero that everybody should listen. <laughs> Great five minutes. <laughs> um, what a bit for uh, the, the idea for you of repatterning is and um, this global repatterning after the pandemic time, and, but not necessarily in, re, in regard of that. And I was thinking that for me personally, Although many things, of course, change in this period, and we can talk later for sure about sentimental punk format, for example, or how to build up something um, that you want to share with people, but you cannot share it in a very specific way that you are used to. But not many things change for me in that period. I do think that happened... I mean, it keeps happening all the time, but a hard break for me is like I, I moved from Argentina to Germany, no, or this kind of changes. And these changes related quite concrete that I had like a huge yeah, accident, no? And so every pattern for me was in this context of, yeah, just biking and finding a car in my way or a car finding me on the way mm. and and then yeah just being in a kind of pausa for a year of things right that like you were in this car accident and mm -hmm. as a result of that you had a sort of enforced repatterning <laughs> yeah you can put it that way mm. but uh, which but, then sort of overlapped with also moving to germany yeah, yeah. right yeah but the tricky thing is when when you find that you come back to patterns, you know, mm. so I, th this is what I was at the end reflecting that in a way I, I mean, when you get these kind of situations, no, like, yeah, car crash, um, three months in a hospital coma, not working for a while, and mm. then going back to some patterns such as the, from the ones you need to grab yourself to keep going, mm. but then thinking, no, this I'm going to modify and this I'm going to modify. And, but then the years pass and you find yourself again repeating mm. some patterns, <laughs> you know. Mm. It's like re-repatterning. Yeah, re-repatterning. <laughs> or a or plus, plus plus is uh, again uh, minus or the other way around. No? Mm. <laughs> you know, just like this idea of um, promising to slow down, to have more space mm. for your own practice, for just the things you care about. And then you go again on this violent um, will mm. Mm. of things, you know. So this was a bit one thing I was reflecting. Okay, what, which kind of patterns I, I have that came to a repattern mm. for a specific very strong moment? And how do I look at these patterns still? Because... They are there. There's so much stuff stuck on, yeah, productivity. Um, mm -hmm. Even if I fight the idea of success, this constant, okay, reaffirmation of what you are doing, that it's good. And, you know, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. all these elements that 
that I think still are, I don't know if it's repatterning, but in a constant struggle. Mm. Mm. So that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in the course of what you've just been saying, you gave a little brief mention to uh, Sentimental Punk. So maybe we should uh, introduce that as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's this event series that you've been running now for what? Seven years. Se seven years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to try and give a little outline of it? Or? Yeah, this this can be related to them repatterning anyway, I, definitely. I think so. <laughs> yeah, absolute. Um, but from one of the first, <coughs> sorry, um, repatterns of of what sentimental punk means, because mm. I think it's like it's exploding repatternings, <laughs> um, has to do with um, my academic work. Mm. First, which I mean, I before before moving uh, to Berlin, it, I and I think it was the only thing I was uh, hard to live. I I used to teach or work or share knowledge in the university in Buenos Aires, mm. and from there and coming here, and then it's another repattern to to bring. Perhaps later, what I believe it's education. There was a very specific and interesting element for me of um, bringing this um, research, the academic research that I was doing or I still do, mm. in an absolute not academic context. So that mm. was like one very strong element for me. Mm. That's what I mean. The the repatterns are actually many. Yeah. Mm. Um, this research is very specific related to in that in the beginning was actually related to structural filmmaking, mm. not necessarily female structural or avant-garde filmmaking. Mm. It was, um, but just the whole movement of structuralism. Mm. And from there to avant-garde. Uh, and when I started to research, I found out only yeah male uh, filmmakers or artists. Mm. Mm. And that's when I was like, hmm, wait, <laughs> that cannot be. <laughs> In parallel to that, um, I started to do, I, I got to know uh, the beautiful people of Coty Shop. Mm. This is actually as, as very soon after moving, already 2013. Mm. I, I moved in 2012. No? Um, Note for, yeah. <laughs> for listeners that uh, Coty Shop is a place in Kreuzberg where sentimental punk has had its home for the last few years. So, yeah. yeah, and it's a beautiful project space yeah. uh, in the very uh, Kreuzberg Neues Centrum yeah. building yeah. where not only artistic events, let's say, um, whatever artistic means, uh, take place, but there's a lot of work done with the neighbors of the building, with the kids and the elderly people and uh, the female population of, mm. of the building. So in in this amazing space, um, I was invited as part of the program group to think things that we could do mm. there. So that's when I thought, um, yeah, maybe I could really show here and not just in the uni, these works, mm. Mm. you know, which are like my main references as myself, uh, a person who works with film and video. 
And this, this being me working with film and video, usually um, work doing vis live visuals for um, a specific context of musicians, um, namely um, from the experimental noise scene. So I thought, this is interesting. Just bring like a repattern or like a other proposal, like a contra proposal. It's not me creating images or playing images in reply to some sounds, but bringing my main sources, my research, my references, the things I love. Then it went bigger because it's I discover much more new stuff. Um, and presenting it uh, to sound artists or musicians for them to have a new interpretation of it. Mm, no? mm. Uh, so at the end, all this very complex thing, it can be resumed very easy um, on me creating some kind of uh, selection under half an hour, which I would even dare to name now after seven years that it's even a bit of a collage. Mm. Uh, yeah, film historians will kill me. <laughs> and definitely it's not that I edit films in a... But when, when, when some of the material is longer as a five minutes piece, I do select some fragments, yeah, yeah, yeah. no? Mm. But also the playfulness on what comes first, what comes after, not just how you create the narrative of this 20 some minutes um, piece to also give a, bring a bleak, bring an image to the audience of who is this artist or who is this um, filmmaker. Yeah. So the, the way that it works is that like you you combine these films, which are structuralist films by mostly female filmmakers. Now only female filmmakers. Right, okay. Sorry. Uh, with live uh, music and sound accompaniment. Uh, but then the kind of the twist of it is that you show the same film or set or collage twice. And so there's always this process of two separate musicians or two separate groups providing a totally different soundtrack to the same movie. Yeah. Which uh, maybe can you talk about yeah. how you ended up with that being the, the structuring yeah. device of how you have these events work? I, I mean, I really have no idea why or how it came in my head <laughs> <laughs> in that moment seven years ago. So, hmm, but then I'm going to show it twice and two different persons are going to play to it. <laughs> but what I do um, know is that I, I, I was already very interested in, in, in the concept of transposition and in this case, acousmatic transposition. So how to create a new meaning, how, how, which elements will create a change on your perception. And, and then I find really interesting how the acousmatic level, the sonic level mm. would give you such a different um, way to navigate this material. Yeah. It creates a new piece in a way. No, I, yeah. I do believe that, um, there's the piece, let's say point one. There's the first soundscape and there's the second soundscape. And then there's, that means there's a new piece happening mm. in the moment. Mm -hmm. No, the, the, this um, quite ephemeral uh, creation, it's, it's for me like extreme valuable, yeah. you know, that yeah, that's yeah. just there in that time. So 
And that's why it's also so much fun. Mm. No, just uh, thinking on the two <laughs> extreme diverse um, persons that will uh, improvise. Mm. And that's also important. Not that I, I love that the, it is based on improvisation. Mm. Um, because you really get this. No? You, you really experience something different. Um, which I think in, in a way, it's... it's it's hard to talk about art, no? Again, we talk about that, but I think it's when there's um, something moving inside of you that that transcends, in a way, let's mm. say, mm. and it's not just stuck like something fixed. Yeah. So yes, so you have um, two uh, soundtracks and one film selection. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the motto that I have no idea how I came with. <laughs> and then, kind of another layer got added to it, which is maybe not so. Uh, conscious or to some extent also because you did mention that you wanted to bring this uh, this work into a very different context but so for the first many years sentimental punk happened inside of Coty shop in this tiny room where people would sit shoulder to shoulder and uh, would watch the films and would be able to see the musicians uh, in one space but it was a very enclosed space and then um, after the pandemic or during the pandemic you made a decision to Go change outside. the format and make it into an outdoor event and so the way how it's happening in the last few years is that people are sitting on the street and the film is shown on the window of Coty shop and the musicians are inside which we can either see as a shadow or or not see at all but so what this also creates is that suddenly we're in this other context where we're on the street on Cotbusserto, yeah. which is like one of the most <laughs> vivid places <laughs> of, of Berlin on a, usually on a Friday or um, yeah, that's, uh, Saturday night. Yeah. So it's like even more uh, like that. And so, yeah, that's like another layer, of course. Yeah. yeah and so, but often like that, it also creates these kind of funny uh, charming moments where between the window where we see the films and the seats where we sit, that is actually a, a walkway, like yep. a, a pathway. <laughs> so often people would come and then realize that there are people looking at something and then they stop and kind of look like, what is this? And then there is this moment of them not knowing whether they can cross or not. But after <laughs> all, it's a public pathway. Like, of course, why couldn't they? And so like you can watch all these things happen live in their minds and then whether they decide to cross or not or go around or, or stay down even, which or stay, then I'm yeah. just uh, flipping out. And know? so it's really like, so I think what you, what you did in the first step of bringing this academic research into a very, um, like outside of the academic context, but even more so into this public community uh, yeah, space it went even one more step with like putting it on the street. Um, and yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when you're saying it, I also think not just the images, the sound, you know, just like the, this, um, not in any, every case, but some, sometimes it's a very hard listening sound, no? And, and that yeah, I yeah, love it's not, also. Uh, it's not pop music. <laughs> yeah, not at all. And so bringing this, um, element combined with the images, which is the, the point. No, there is no division anymore. No, 
for the audience, for the audience that maybe goes and sits there, but for the passers-by, mm. suddenly maybe it's not even awareness of the image first, but it's like, what? <laughs> it's not just a siren, <laughs> mm. the sound of Coty. Like, there, there's an element for me of, of, of having this uh, sound in this space also very, very valuable. Yeah. Um, just creating some noise yeah, in a yeah, way. Yeah. Like, in a literal way and in a metaphorical one mm. that mm. that i but it, what you say it's exactly this and yeah, really, well, it, really yeah. it really does create these kind of charming moments in a way of of a collision of this uh quite avant-garde approach to sound and image with yeah people just wandering past on a friday or saturday night which yeah. is uh can be pretty amazing <laughs> yeah i mean originally when 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 i started um sentimental punk indoors let's say in the very tiny room uh, and very beautiful room um i somehow also come in with ideas that i have no idea why um i i decided i was gonna do it always on the 11th no so for me this was I write the 11th yeah. of each month, regardless yeah. of what day yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this I loved. <laughs> this I just loved it. You know, it's like, whatever. Just like... <laughs> this sort of arbitrary conceptual limit. Yeah. <laughs> Did, uh, you know, I was writing in, in, in some of the uh, thoughts I had. I was, you know, in, in, in relation of, okay, the reflections that we have and the mm, space. And mm. then I realized there's a lot that one does just in... What's, how you say this in English? Intuitively... That you work by intuition, ah, okay. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just like there's there's an aspect of reflection, but there's a lot just of sufal or intuition, just like mm. why not something. And then afterwards, maybe you uh, or not even yourself, other people can read different layers on it. But for mm. me, it was like whatever, <laughs> which day, mm, not Friday or Saturday. I think it was even for me important or interesting. Mm. But then, of course, um, in the moment of having to go to the outside, there's external elements such as uh, neighbors <laughs> that would be nice not to um, extra, um, in that not to be invasive, pretty much. Not yeah. this this line of creating something to share, but not to invade the other's space. So this is why the original plan of having it on the 11th of the month got switched <laughs> instead to having it on uh, weekend nights. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm still fighting yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. Stefan and Julia, the beautiful people who um, build everyday coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, just thinking, mm, but if it's a Thursday, but Tuesday, if it's not so late. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so because also the... the um, population of Coty on a Friday or Saturday, it's sometimes quite intense and different than the population of Coty on a Tuesday. No, yeah, mm. yeah, This yeah. is um, as well. But in one way or the other, I just find amazing and I feel myself super lucky when I see that uh, people that was just passing by stays. Mm. You yeah, know, yeah, this, yeah. this I think is just, yeah. yeah. Did you have... Uh, connections to the neighborhood through yeah. this project in ways that you didn't expect? I mean, the thing is that Coty Shop itself has a lot of strong connections with the, uh, at least the population of the building and yeah, surroundings. It's a big uh, living yeah, uh, yeah. building, no? Yeah. yeah. And, but they are also absolutely engaged. There's like another big room 
um, on the other side, which is the neighbor uh, neighbor's um, room. And so there's a lot of meetings there, and we actually use the chairs of the neighbor room for Sentimental Bank mm. because we needed more chairs. You know, there's um, a constant dialogue between everything that's happening in Coty Shop and the neighbors of, mm. of the building. So yeah, I yeah. remember the first couple of times going to those events and <laughs> there was a, a small bar <laughs> that was run by like <laughs> local teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Totally illegal. Your, your oh my method God. of uh, having your kind of like uh, introduction of the surrounding social context was to have local fourteen-year-olds <laughs> selling beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, there was a moment where like maybe we shouldn't do this. I think <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how they grew. Mm. Uh, they 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 were really flipping out sometimes with the material that was shown, you know, mm. that was mm. and because then we were chatting with them and that was, that, that was um, for me also in the beginning, quite mind blowing, you know, just to, because in the theory you think, Oh yeah, I want to be um, working in a community context and not just in a collective context uh, because a, a collective work for me is just the form I work but it's always within my own bubbles perhaps mm, mm. no but then you think community context but at the end really crossing that line it's much more difficult because mm. anyway I want to believe I bring my academic research into a non-academic context but if all the audience at the end that comes to the project space even though the space is in the middle of Coty it's from this other universe then it's Mm. You know, this is sometimes a problem I had with some situations I I found like I don't know like I'm I don't want to criticize anything anyway, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say nothing about it. <laughs> but you know, like things that happen in wedding sometimes and this not dialogue with between um, yeah the context where things are built up and mm. the spaces in itself. Mm, mm, mm. You know, this <clears throat> this I think it's um, yeah ideologically for me is super important mm. and this when when i was mentioning um that I, what i feel is a constant repatterning mm. i think it has to do with that that it's yeah a constant constant um camp like, like a constant it's a constant work no yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, constantly not, checking yeah. in with the with the situation with the context and being yeah. with your practice aware no? of yeah, yeah. yeah. what's what's it, going it on it almost feels like a sort of uh you know slightly utopian socialist approach or something yeah. saying I'm going to take my avant-garde films and show them in the city center or yeah. <laughs> between the rats <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that, that this happens in Coty it, it's fundamental like many times you know specifically or particularly not specifically when it was inside when it was a bit on fire that we were not fitting um, some people were, yeah, but maybe you move somewhere else, you know, mm. just because it's not so nice if it just was to have a larger venue. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was like, no way, you, no. you know. That's that's then it, other stuff. Like but you deal with your discomfort, and I'm staying <laughs> yeah. here. I'm just like, yeah, but but this is a, and I I do believe that perhaps can happen or take place in another places, but should be with the. Um, similar ground mm. Mm. if it's a transposition in another city or 
that it has to do with the community context. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this... Uh, and yes, now they... for Now, no, for many years, it's been uh, really a focus on female filmmakers. Mm. This was... Um, somehow quite quite important because I realized that literally the whole first year were male. <laughs> mm. Like the first nine filmmakers, uh, that filmmakers that I love, no? Mm. That, that they are like the, the um, what I understand as filmmaking, as, as experimental filmmaking or what filming itself is for me were these persons, but I was, it cannot be that there are no female or non-male um, artists that have work. And of course, then you think of the periods and if this is 60s or 70s and like second wave of feminism and you're like, eh? but you, you start to dig a bit and the stuff so, yeah, yeah. starts yeah. to appear. Yeah. yeah. But then you keep digging and you find yourself um, like the second step of the, uh, uh, not regret, but just a, a self um, reflection was, okay, but now they are all female and they come all from Europe or the United States. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like what you need to dig more for, no? Like if you don't dig too far, you only find uh, male directors and then you dig a bit deeper. Okay, here are the women, but oh. Hmm. <laughs> what's the common threat here yeah. and then how what white do, are how they do you need to like dig <laughs> yeah. deeper to even find yeah. yeah and this this digging uh what is that like as a practical process like how do you find these people oh that's a really hard uh, uh yeah that's a lot of work uh, that's crazy yeah. sometimes when you are also in parallel doing all the hundred things that one all now less, I promise, um, because it does take a lot of um, work. Then there's... Um, Which I presume involves kind of like digging in film archives yeah. and... Reading, like, a lot of reading also. Uh, okay, and like sort of chasing down names that you see mentioned in yeah. one place and seeing yeah. if there's any there's, yeah. trace of and them then in trying, other archive. Mm -hmm. And then trying to find, yeah. like, once you find a name, that's one thing, but then yeah. you also have From to find there, the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah because um, there's, we are always bombarded with so much information. No? The information, it's like you need to kind of put filters generally, mm. or myself, I cannot process so much it, it it takes me always because one word, you know, it's one. Each word is a Pandora box, no opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, um, so there's always like minimal lines, and then from one, let's say, okay, what about um, this filmmaker that I'm was already interested? What are um, contemporary persons that? work with this person just taking and then just a lot that's why I say a lot of reading because then you got one or two books that will talk about this specific artist or a reflection of the context of this person and the other persons that we're working with mm. I kind of like or I realize and it's interesting that you ask because I I'm, I'm I think I'm thinking while I'm I'm reflecting on this just mm. directly um I kind of like not to go to what it's already labeled in an archive. 
so to say, what it's already, what has been already categorized. Mm. You know, what it's already existed. It's also related to two factors that I come now. But this is the first thing. I, I think I just read, find, or maybe I saw something in an exhibition, or maybe I just heard something. And But then I, 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 I need to read and see what happened. And in many cases, because I don't have the access to the film material still, I have no idea, really, what, what is it about. When I said about these two factors... Uh, one has to do with my relation to the institutions mm -hmm. and then the um, yeah financial factor no there's like like one is more a decision i don't know if smart decision or not but it's or just a decision that it's also a matter of a succession of events and then you're like did i take this decision or it just happened Um, which is, I mean, I work with the people from Arsenal, for example, no? Uh, Arsenal is the uh, video, film and video archive, yeah. um, but I don't work in relation to Sentimental Bank. I have worked with them uh, just as a worker for Forum Expanded or just in definitely another context. And I know really well the persons who manage the ar film archive and I know what they do is amazing. Mm. However, I've never done any work with them or approach any of the main institutions that have material now. And I think somehow I, I like to discover outside these spaces, mm. the material. Um, or rediscover, no? And perhaps comes a moment when it's good to have, nevertheless, um, a dialogue. <laughs> mm. But somehow for me so far, it's really more like um, private or, or a research of mm. like a one-to-one -one and not through an institution that had already fixed who is to be named here, what are mm. the names that exist, Yeah, so it sounds like a similar uh, um, aim or approach, like how you were in this academic bubble and then yeah. wanted to take your academic research completely outside of that context. And then also this question of um, how to find a balance between institutions give you an easier access to things maybe, but then how to use them just as much as you need and then still mm. know that there are other resources that are other places outside of the institutional context and yeah. finding those connections. And it looks like you, you have a lot of this um, trying to connect to your academic and institutional um, connection and background, but constantly being aware of the outside yeah. of that, like always being present on Kodbusertor, in yeah. like metaphorically speaking. But I mean, this is something I thought, um, you know, it, I don't find it now, but that it has to do with not thinking of that this is the outside. That, that's the classic sentence, no? Like center and periphery, mm. Mm. you know, and just not thinking perhaps as only one center, but multiple centers. Mm. You know, not 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 giving the label of periphery to something, just because it's outside of this big center. Mm. 
And I think in this, mm. this, this is a bit what, what I try to think, like believing on um, multiple centers instead of um, a periphery mm. in regard of a specific center. And this is, and also with the films, with the films a lot. And also then, that's why I say it's two factors. Then you have the uh, financial factor. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it's like a matter of survival as well. The, the yeah. strategies of work. Um, yes. Of, of the practical work of yeah. just tracking all of this stuff yeah. down. That it's yeah. like, there's only so much t money you have and time. Or none. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like getting money from institutions or what <laughs> else can you get money yeah. from? Yeah. Or just, again, or, you know, literally when I was studying, because after moving, I, I did a postgraduate study in the UDECA. So then I, I had this umbrella, no? Okay, as a double researcher, because I still am actually official researcher in the UNI in Buenos Aires, which helps a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, I also contribute with like everything that I research, I bring to this project for free also, because there's no money in Argentina for research. Um, unfortunately, um, but on the very concrete level of, um, okay, what films do you want to access and how much does this cost or, you know, then it becomes tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course then I realize, and this is interesting, this last year was the very first time that I applied for funding, uh, first time in like six years, no, now seventh year. And I, and I got it. I was just like, huh? small, not based on the films. So anyway, films is like getting a, a mini budget at least to pay. But, but, um, but it changed in a way. No, I will say change the sentence. In, it did not change in a way much, yeah. you know, um, on the logic of work. Just super happy to have one person at least doing the sound and getting paid and not suffering on how much spend I will get, although yeah, um to be able to pay proper to the sound artists and musicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's just like you'd you'd done the work of figuring out how you want to run the events and the kind of the the surroundings for it all and you just needed the, like, <laughs> the support to keep it going as it already is, right? Yeah, and in a way, I mean, it's also like these uh, processes we have, no? Like, in a way, it's not just keep going it complete as it is, because it's so good to be able to pay coffee shop uh, for the place and mm. to, yeah, yeah. you know, to and just to have... the musicians. Yeah, to, yeah, 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 the fee that... Because you are also in your professional or my professional development... We do need um, this money to live, no? So it's it's always like, what is this um, discourse of? Uh, okay, I I don't want to think of one center and one periphery. If I think of multiple centers, means that all these are valuable places, no? Not something that it's only um, if you work for here, then you get paid proper and these places should run mm. based on spende only no so but that's luckily i mean in a context with all its problems such as germany there is some awareness that cultural production is not just measured by an audience or you know mm. what is to be paid or not 
Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah I'm going to a way <laughs> of <laughs> But yeah, so in in a general um, note, that will be um, a bit what sentimental punk is. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, to I have something to say more about well, it. No, before you were uh, mentioning about how you don't like to think of yourself as a curator <coughs> or you just don't like that word. So um, maybe you can talk about that a bit. Yeah, and it's funny because a friend sent me like a call for curators. So I was like, <laughs> but you know, I'm not a curator and I am not. Mm. Um, I think uh, there's people who... Uh, develop their careers as curators, which then I can discuss what is my position to the concept of curator in a general level. Mm. But in a very basic level, I I didn't uh, I, I don't follow that career. No, I'm not I I don't do, let's say, the curatorial praxis mm. outside the work I do for sentimental punk. I did Sometime before, actually, but I never, anyway, consider myself a collector. I, I could say I'm a cultural worker, <laughs> um, and but it's that's the same with artists. I believe I am a cultural worker. Mm. I'd like, I mean, I'm a worker. Mm. Um, and then, in the very specific sense of the curatorial praxis that we could say I do for sentimental punk, um, that's why the term becomes a bit, um, uh, how you would say it's, I have the feeling um, a, a bit like a pudding like you know <laughs> soft and mushy soft and mushy <laughs> yeah um, there's the element of the research there's the element of the also research on the sound artists and bringing all this element together that for me it related to just the cultural praxis or the praxis of life, mm. you know, just creating things, giving space for things to happen and not, perhaps not from a very analytical point that if I would have to write a curatorial text about sentimental, I mean, I have a lot to say, of course, mm. but not from this context, you know. Um, I think it's also like, why is it called curatorial work or the curator of, and they don't just say the organizer mm. or the programmer, you know. It's, that's, it's okay because we need labels, that's clear. But also, again, on a very basic thing, thinking of the persons who practice who works as curators yeah I'm I can think of myself more in a wide range as a cultural worker mm. being on this direction or this direction or this direction yeah I think so I'm not a curator <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but with artists it's the same no we were talking about that before yeah but so do you then think of the work you're doing with sentimental punk as being your own artistic work? In a way, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's I was uh, talking 
um, with a dear friend and one big mentor of mine. Uh, he's a photographer, Gabriel Balanzi. And I used to teach with him in Argentina. And I saw him last week. He came to Munich for some photos. So we, we so I went to Munich <laughs> to just have a beer. Um, and he's obsessed with the idea that in Spanish you say obra, no? It is like work, but the work as obra, obre, mm. no? Your your body of work, and and he's saying that that f for him, sentimental punk is part of my body of work, mm. Like mm. my obra, which then I but we go discussing ours on what what does it mean our body of work, no? And and definitely what you just mentioned, yes. I do believe it more in this context of my, my mm -hmm. artistic praxis, let's say. And that allows for a kind of a permission for you to be able to make your collages from the movies. <laughs> I cannot reply that. <laughs> no, never. No, no, no one would ever purity. do such a thing. <laughs> purity. No, but, but yes, it is. Um, I also was thinking this morning on why we do the things we do, no? It's just, <clears throat> if we were meeting to talk about uh, this idea of repatterning and that my thought was this, I mean, this constant repatterning or at least in the try, one, th and I was thinking of sentimental punk, one thing that came to my mind was the um, word celebration, you know, that it's so important somehow to create this context, you know, the, the context of encounter and sharing, which I will put encounter plus sharing equal celebration somehow, like a form of celebration mm. Mm. or joy. Mm. And, and that's something also that I always feel that takes place in sentimental punk. Mm. Mm. Cannot really explain how, but, but also that will take place if, um, if if we're sharing and creating something in a collective form. Mm. Mm. So that I think it's also for what for me it's related to my artistic practice. Mm. On this back to this idea of this repattern, mm. um I do believe there are some fixed elements that are for me at least important to all the time be aware of, you know, like be it when I'm doing video work for, with musicians or there's not many much or it's either that or <laughs> just <laughs> doing sentimental punk and there's much more work, but I don't have any, no, but um, a constant struggle that I have, I think it is to all this time be aware of um, creating forms of um, empower and care and very, very strong feminist practice. And it sounds a bit silly to name it because it's almost like we assume it. But but for me, just trying to get a catch up or a glimpse, you know, hmm, how are these elements being handled yet? Mm. No, how... how we, how is it in the theory? Yeah, we are all anti-hierarchical. We are all trying to respect each other. Are we all working um, 
from from really uh, anti-racist, open, careful, respectful environment, or is it just a discourse and what is happening concrete? No, this is something that I'm really trying to all the time be aware, and that it worries me that sometimes it just gets lost mm. because we just keep doing our things. No. Mm. And like, I really wonder how much of my so-called activism is really reflected on my work. This is like a constant. Not because I need to wear any flag, no. Just, just in a, in a matter of daily praxis. Mm. Yeah. For me, what you just said it again summarizes what like for me it really came through this whole conversation that you're just constantly trying to stay aware of your context and stay connected to. Um, the various contexts that you're uh, a part of and not allow one thing to become the center and the rest the periphery. And for me, what you just said is really summarizing that yeah, absolutely. again. Mm. Good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> then thank you. Thank you. our talk with Daphne narvaez Berlfein. You can get links and info about everything that we were talking with Daphne about over on the website, which is at repatterning.xyz. And if you like, you can also take a look at Patreon, uh, which is a platform through which you can support us if you like what we do. The account for repatterning at Patreon is at patreon.com slash repatterning. The way it's set up is uh, that there are no extras or exclusives. It's all purely voluntary and uh, everyone gets the same material either way. But it's a way through which you can help us out if you like. And we would be very happy for any support. Thanks very much. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.